Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and it, ha- and it has been a long time, well, a couple of days, uh, since I have done a very live official podcast episode right here on Twitch. That's right. You are watching me live on twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows for everyone listening to on the audio podcast side. So anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast. I will always do my best to uh, try to narrate and describe everything as best as I can. But then again, you can watch this right here on twitch.tv or you could definitely use Spotify video because Spotify has the ability to put this up as a video format. So it's up to you. I do highly thank everybody for being patient with me. I have been sick for the past couple of days, but I am back feeling super better. Uh, Still, my energy is not there yet, but it's a work in progress. Uh, But today we're going to be talking about all the stuff that happened over the past couple of days, which I think needs to be addressed because um, it's it's very hateful, very, very hateful. Um, And we're definitely going to be diving into a little bit of the AEW and New Japan Forbidden Door pay-per-view and why I don't like it. Um, So I am glad that you guys are here with me again. Make sure to tell a friend, tell them to tune in. Um, and hear me out when it comes to my wrestling views rather than staying in your own bubble. The more that you stay in your own bubble, the more you won't be able to grow and nurture and, you know, think uh, for yourself. You rather stay in the opinions of others or in the feelings of others, and that doesn't get you anywhere. Um, But I am going to read this. Uh, Aussie Lucian is completely correct. When it comes to this AEW and New Japan um, Forbidden Door, um, you know, I guess, mindset partnership. But Aussie Lucian definitely says that AEW X Impact relationship is a great example of AEW's mindset. Yes. Um, Now, keep that in mind in the back of your minds before we get into that, because... Uh, the graphic that I have up um, was something that I was happy about, cherished about, um, where I had the opportunity to interview uh, Jack Claffey, who um, is who was, uh, you know, Jack Gallagher was in WWE and stuff like that. Um, and now he's into uh, bare knuckle fighting. He just signed a deal with bare knuckle fighting. Um, so I got approached to uh, interview him and I was like, sure, you know, I'm down, you know, why not? Like I'll, I'll interview him. Awesome. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, the interview never really came and I was more worried about him and his camp more than getting upset. Um, and so basically, like I reached out to the camp. I haven't heard anything back yet. But what I really want to address is the fact that. Because I had earlier put up, um, I don't know how the, I don't remember how the effect happened. Maybe I put this up first and then later I put out that tweet about AEW, uh, which you guys really don't like because, you know, you guys can't be bothered to, uh, you know, think outside your comfort zone um, for AEW fans, Um, like the really fanatic hardcore fans that will accept anything. Um, so the backlash I got from that tweet landed onto this graphic where people came into my mentions and was like, oh, you're proud of, uh, interviewing a rapist and rapist this and rapist that and throwing around the word rapist. And I'm here like, well, you know, first of all, he owned up to it. 
Second of all, it's an opportunity. It's an interview that I would like to do. And I decided to go forth with it. Third, it is none of your business to be telling me who or who I should and should not be interviewing. It is my show. It is my credibility on the line. It is, you know, my judgment if I want to go and interview this person or not. It is not your responsibility to tell me um, anything, anything different. If you don't want to listen to the interview, whenever eventually it comes out, you don't have to listen to the interview. You don't have to share it. You don't have to tell me anything. You can, you know, keep it scrolling and, you know, next time, if I do have someone that you like, by all means, go and listen to it. That's the beauty of. That's the beauty of, um, you know, making decisions for yourself rather than trying to make a decision for the person that puts in the hard work every single time when it comes to their own um, podcast show, their own um you know, the thing that they love. I don't think it was right for everyone to come into the comments, um, especially somebody, uh, you know, said that this is what like, you know, what a dumb bitch would look like. That that, that, that was one of the comments. Um, other comments were like, you know, trying to have me ask them about the allegations and ask them about like the rape and stuff. And I'm like, no, again, no, that's not the point of the interview. The point of the interview was that he has an upcoming match with Brandon Lambert, uh, who is zero one zero. So he has a loss coming in while Jack over here has, you know, a clean slate coming in. So my job is to hype up this match for you guys to go watch a bare knuckle fighting match. My job is not to ask him about, you know, his personal life. If you know anything about my podcast and the way that I do things, I do not ask any one of these wrestlers about their personal life. If they want to share the, the personal life with me, by all means, they can. But it doesn't mean I'm going to give you guys the 411 or the 311 on like these guys' personal lives. Here on the Square Circle Podcast, I keep it all kayfabe. I do not uh, tell people anything personal, these wrestlers, because they don't really need to know that. What you need to know is that they are a wrestler. It's kayfabe and that's it. Um, I just don't think it was fair for people to come into that. Even though you guys made the engagement better and passed it around and shared it around and let people know that I was doing this, which unfortunately uh, fell through. But then again, that just shows the power of retweets, anger, people that just want to say shit. And it's like, you know, um, are you really supporting podcasters? Are you really supporting another voice in the space? Are you really supporting, you know, um, people rather than just attacking them because you want to, I don't know, get rid of them for doing something that they love and something that they want to try being interviews and then again, this is how I know all those people that were talking trash about me on on that one. And then also the other uh, tweet. 
um they basically do not listen to the podcast they don't you know talk to me directly to be like hey let me get your thoughts on this let me get your thoughts on that or they don't see the amount of help that I do behind the scenes and it's getting noticed or you know anything like that it's like you know or even buy my merch at least right you know if you have all that negative energy to spend then you have the same amount of energy to buy my merch um basically retweet my podcast episodes retweet my twitch when i go live you know spend that negative energy doing something positive rather than trying to tell me why are you so excited about interviewing a rapist why are you so excited about interviewing you know jack and all this kind of shit like you know all this stuff right somebody just wants to go and attack negatively when they can't really tell you why they're angry or anything like that um so that sort of like bothered me of like the hate that I got on the AEW tweet floated over onto this graphic. And I'm here like, well, you were probably there because even though it fell through, I was still trying to entertain the people that I had. And I really love everyone that stopped by and I kept apologizing to them. And that was my highest segment, um, even though it fell through. Um, but yes, I will say this though, in the future, uh, I will be able to try, well, I'll try to be able to, I should say, I'll try to be able to get a interview with Jack Claffey, whether you guys like it or not. Um, because I do not think that it is your duty to tell somebody who's built the square circle podcast up from nothing, <laughs> from nothing and made it into something that I love you guys don't get to tell me who I get to interview or not. I'm just letting you know that right now, even though that might work against me, but I've never been the type to follow the crowd. I've always been the type to go on my own path and make my own way and, you know, walk to the beat of my own drums. I've never been like, Hey, let me go follow this person, this trend, just so that way I can, you know, get further ahead in my career. I wish I could do that, but inside me, it's like, I want to do it my own way and I pick and choose who I want to interview. Um, you know, everyone is going to have a past. Everyone is going to have, uh, skeletons in their closet. Everyone is going to have, um, some type of, I don't want to say the word demons, but like, you know, they're going to have some type of backstory where like, it doesn't sound good. Does that mean that, you know, we shun them? No, because if I'm not going to be like friends, friends, like if we're not going to be like super friends, right. Then there's really no point. If I'm just there to interview the person and bad stuff comes out afterwards that's not my fault i don't have the ability to do background checks um and you know there's no need to do background checks if it's just an interview when you're doing it in kayfabe you know um which by the way guys heads up um ads are going to start in two minutes um the ads help keep the channel going when uh subs and twitch primes are not 
sent my way, just so you know. Not trying to pressure anybody, but that's just how this works. I am still grateful for you guys here and grateful for you guys listening in on this. I just wanted to address that, that I thought it was really, um, really something that people would come into a tweet and be like, you know, you shouldn't interview this person. You should interview more women. And it's like, well, have you looked at my catalog? I don't really interview people, you know, um, this one would have been an easy one, a nice one, a nice one to get myself, you know, in there and try it out. But I'm not just going to interview just anybody, you know, um, if I don't really know too much about the person, like I don't do that because then I might make a fool out of myself. And that's the last thing that I want to do is make a fool out of myself. You know, um, if I know a lot about a wrestler, then yeah, it'll be easier. There's a lot of things I could talk about. There's a lot of stuff I can talk about. Uh, there was going to be some cool things uh, that I would have talked about with Jack on this. But, you know, it's just the idea of Twitter, wrestling Twitter fans who, especially men, because they all have like men profile pictures who want to come into a, a tweet uh, and try to be like, I don't know, a white knight or something or like... I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but it's sort of like a white knight to be like, hey, you can't do this. Hey, did you remember that he's a rapist? Hey, did you not know about, you know, um, his um, his allegations? Like, why are you going to do this? Like, you know, and then the thing of calling me like a, you know, a dumb bitch and stuff like that doesn't bother me <laughs> because I have the mindset of, you know, that's not going to be the last time I'm ever called a bitch. And that's not going to be the first. So that really doesn't bother me because nobody really knows who I am except for my circle. And that's about it. Um, everyone on the internet acts tough until, you know, they're right in front of the person and then they don't say shit. Um, but again, I don't think it's right for people to come onto someone's tweet and be like, hey, you shouldn't do this, but you should do that. This is my podcast show. This is my area to escape and my expertise to let you know the world of professional wrestling and the business sense of things um, and stuff like that. And, you know, I get to do what I want to do. That is what I want to do. What I want to do is just interview people slowly and stuff and if you know you don't like it that's totally fine like i said you can keep it scrolling because most likely you're not buying my merch um uh, most likely you are not um supporting me by listening to my podcast whether that's right now live on twitch or on vod when it comes out on anchor.fm square circle podcast youtube and also Spotify. So, you know, I just don't understand. A lot of people tend to waste their energy uh, being negative. And if you have time to be negative, then you have time to support. Remember that if you have time to be negative, you have time to support. Um, but yeah, I wanted to just get my, you know, get this off my chest because uh, this one really like bothered me. Um, the other ones, some of the stuff bothered me too, but this one here like really, really bothered me. 
I will keep you guys up to date on, you know, when this interview is going to be happening soon. Again, I emailed uh, the camp. I haven't heard anything back. I really hope everything's okay. I do know that when I was trying to do this interview, um, he was over in the UK training. Uh, he will be out here um, in uh, Florida. Cause that's where the, that's where the match takes place. That takes place in Florida. So um, basically like, um, Hopefully we can get an interview in. If not, I'll probably try like after the match. So that way, like, you know, I can, um, you know, interview him about the match afterwards. It was going to be a very fun, nice little interview and stuff. But yeah, that is what I just wanted to get off my chest about. Um... Let's move on. Before we move on to um, my tweet, my wonderful, wonderful tweet, because you guys, you guys love my tweet. Um, okay. Hey, welcome back from the ads. Again, guys, if uh, you do not want to see any ads, the easiest thing for you to do is to send over a Twitch Prime or uh, gift the community some subs. The next ad doesn't start in the next 30 minutes. So just letting you guys know. Seriously, I am going to be the best um, streamer there is because... Okay, there we go. I'm going to be the best streamer there is because I'm going to let you know when these ads play. Okay, let's let's do that. Okay. So, before Okay, so before I continue, I need water <laughs> cuz I'm I'm technically uh I'm technically still getting better, so I'm going to need some water. So give me a second, guys. All right. So this meme, right? Anytime that AEW has a big announcement, even though some of it is not really freaking huge or anything, every time AEW has an announcement, there's always some type of stupid ass meme that follows everywhere. And it's memes like this that put things into bad context, bad light, 
And that's sometimes because people go into the areas on Twitter where everybody is yelling at each other through emotion rather than yelling at each other with facts mixed in with like a little bit of opinions and stuff like that and having somewhat intelligent conversations, even though I'm asking for a lot, I am asking for a lot when it comes to, uh, wanting intelligent conversations. Um, but earlier today proved that some people can have intelligent conversations. Um, but when we get to my tweet, you know, no one is really intelligent no one at all. Everyone went on their fucking feels because they don't want their, you know, nice little bubble of, you know, joy popped. And I get that. I really do. But sometimes you have to be realistic. If you don't know how New Japan Pro Wrestling structures their show, structures their titles, you know, have, because like New Japan has a lot of respect for the sport of professional wrestling. The the Japanese fans are not like American fans. And I feel like no one listens to this podcast, especially the ones that like to run their mouth and think that they know. They like to listen to Uncle Dave. They like to listen to Brian Alvarez. They like to listen to all the idiots out there, which are predominantly male. And I think that sometimes they have to listen to, you know, some females that talk about wrestling like myself, which, you know what? Let me not get ahead of myself because we're, we are so going to try to talk about Alfred's uh, tweet also, because I, I tend to agree with what he said, but you know, just looking at this, that whenever there's a big announcement, big with air quotes, um, everyone gets excited for it. And it's like, you know, I don't think any of the announcements that Tony Khan delivered can say that did very well, you know, including like all the debut signings. Like, no, it feels like we're going at a hundred miles per hour with no sleep, um, barely any breathing room and nothing really connects. Nothing really like helps out. It seems like, you know, I can't, tell you what 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 was like a good connection and stuff like that but let's just take a look at this at this meme here right which i called it the aw meme because you know i don't really like calling people out on this at all um but you know You know what? Never mind. It's, it's not even that. It's not even that serious. It's just one of those things of like, just because you enjoy something, right, doesn't mean that you can't criticize it constructively to have the thing that you love improve. I always say that my biggest thing now is to make sure that wrestling is left better than it was yesterday. And the only reason why, like, I get passionate about defending certain things in professional wrestling is because we created a breeding ground for assholes. 
We created a breeding ground for bullying. We created a breeding ground for if you do not have the same mindset like I do, then, um, you know, you're not part of this clique. You're not going to sit here at the table with us. If you think differently, then, you know, that's it. You're, you're done. Um, you're going to have to find somewhere else, which is very sad. And the only reason why that has been created is because, um, the, the reason why that has been created is because of Tony Khan and his antics on social media. And it's like, dude, what? Um, like, why do you have to create this environment? You know, where, you know, like perfect example. He called everybody bots, but people just laughed it off. Um, the AEW fans laughed it off and whatnot, but there are real people behind those accounts. And it's like, if you interact with them, there are actual like real people to next where, you know, he's saying, thank you guys, make sure you watch rampage and all this kind of stuff. So that's like hitting you guys with the, their bots and you guys are horrible. Plus please watch my show because I need the ratings. You know, um, so this meme basically says, uh, okay, I'm gonna, yo, Greg, what's up? How's it going, man? All right. So this meme says, um, Okay, I got to get that thing out of there. Like, I need to read the top part. I'm using my 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 photo thing here to see it. Uh, the top part says, it's not a big announcement and won't help grow your audience. And then, you know, the person who's being ignored quit having fun. I tend to believe that I, like, I've said it many times on my podcast show that the AEW crowd has given me the cold shoulder. Oh man. Um, well, I, I wish you a better day too. Um, thanks for joining the stream. Um, it's, it's been a while, uh, to quickly get you updated. Uh, I've been sick for the past couple of days, so I have not been able to stream or do anything. Um, it's been very fucking terrible for me, <laughs> but I decided to come on to, uh, talk about, um, everything that happened within the past, four days while I was not paying attention to social media and everybody was just, you know, either attacking me, saying some horrible shit to me and I'm just addressing it. So, you know, this is just going to be one of those episodes where I address all the fucking stupid hate because I don't deal with that shit. If I'm not really showing you hate, you don't have to show me hate or anything like that. Um, so this meme, right? I've said it before that the AEW uh, fans have definitely gave me the cold shoulder. And yeah, it's kind of is true anyway. Um, just because, like I said, sometimes you don't want that bubble to burst and that's totally okay. But you can constructively criticize the thing that you love. Um, you know, 
the only reason why I've been so hard on AEW is because I want them to succeed, but with the at the rate that they're going to just have, you know, awesome announcement after announcement after announcement after announcement, it loses its lackluster lackluster. My God, no. It loses its like hype to it. It's you know, you make an announcement when you have something planned. Most of the shit that AEW does is not planned. The whole Owen Hart tournament is not planned. And I'm just here like, oh, my God. At this point, like if I were to tweet out my exact phrase of. At this point, it just feels like they slapped on Owen Hart's name onto this tournament just to get some recognition, because it makes no sense for the matchups that we have. I understand that Dax, uh, you know, loves Owen, loves Brett, loves the Hart Foundation and all that. And on Wednesday, we're going to get uh, Dax versus Cash. Um, you know, uh, so he's the only one that has like a story that's like really tied to this Owen Hart cup while everyone else was just random fucking matches and easy squash matches. Like, you know, it makes no fucking sense. Like, I really do think that the Owen Hart name is just, you know, attached to it for, you know, the recognition, the views and just the buzz about it. Like if he really thought about it, he would have had all of the brackets lined up. We could have talked about it. We could have like, you know, I could have did some stories and stuff like that. The same way that I did with the New Japan Cup of like, you know, why Tama needed to win and all this kind of stuff. So, uh yeah, like, you know, I just think now it's just a bunch of like, let's just throw shit to the wall and see what sticks. Um, but yeah, Greg, I appreciate that. I, I do feel I do feel better. My energy is getting there, though. Uh, the other thing, too, is that as you can see in this meme, um, Obari stands up straight with like a straight ass posture where you know that you're not supposed to fuck with him. While Tony Khan, like, you know, tends to scrunch down and not meet him at eye level. And that's a very bad posture and bad body language. That's a, that's not the type of body language you want in the corporate world. And this is how you know Tony Khan is not a leader. This is how you know Tony Khan never worked a corporate job in his life because they first tell you that like confidence is everything, first impressions are everything, and the way that you look, the way that you walk, the way that you carry yourself doesn't hold as a like real respectable person, you know? Um, I would definitely, uh, you know, be more respectful and sort of like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Cause I, you know, we, we've all like worked in retail at one point or another, or we worked like, you know, a corporate job or something like that. Like, you know, that if you're standing next to a Bari, you're, you're getting like a, a leadership type of figure you're like you know you're you're like okay you know in your head that this is boss and employee when it comes to tony khan it's like it's friend and friend like no you're supposed to have that same body language that obari has in order to be taken serious like no one takes you serious if you're going to be hunching down and not meeting the 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 guy at eye level like 
man body language 101 like you learn this when when you're on the job force but again tony khan is the only one that um tony khan is the only one here that got the privilege to skip um working a nine-to-five job because this guy never worked a nine-to-five job imagine if like tony khan and and vince met like tony khan would definitely be like hunching down towards vince like as a businessman even though i really don't like business i don't like business suits i don't like corporate like that but i understand the the culture and the way that you approach somebody is how somebody like um you know how somebody like first impressions are everything that's what i'm trying to say i can't find the right words at the moment but like body language is everything but the AEW fans don't want to there we go jersey devil what's up professional decorum yes <laughs> thank you <laughs> um and greg i'll go back up to read your stuff in a second but yeah like professional uh decorum is everything um especially like in in business and wrestling and stuff like that like tony khan doesn't have that and then you can definitely see that translates to like some of the AEW fans that get on you and stuff like that okay so uh greg says i agree poor planning poor strategy poor storylines i i don't feel closely invested in much that AEW is doing right now i feel that there's good matches but it's more than just wrestling matches the stories have something to me greg all right my my excitement is coming up too and i'm just like oh my god um you and I are on the same page. I agree 100%. You know, you know me. I like stories with, with everything so I can like tell you guys why you should be invested, what you should look out for. Um, if you have to go back in history, I'll do the research and be like, hey, make sure you go back to this date and time and be like, all right, this is why this did this, you know, stuff like that. Um, Greg follows it up with, I really wasn't pleased when they brought <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling president out and he never had the chance to speak on the microphone uh, last week. Yeah, I know. Right. But like this, this is what this is what Tony Khan does. You could think of it like a child when they're like, hey, guys, let me introduce you to my to, to my new toy. And this is this is how it is like that introduction. Um, I totally get it. Um yeah i i totally i totally get it man um but yeah so like i saw this this meme um you know fuck it i'm gonna i'm gonna put them over even though like you know i i basically retweeted this and said some shit um but i didn't really say anything bad um because <laughs> everyone thinks that i that i that i am so against AEW, and that's not the case no one takes the time to actually listen to me talk about AEW and hear me say multiple times I wanted to succeed. However, these are all the things they're doing wrong. So if you don't know, <clears throat> Kyle, not from Smack Raw Pod, but there's another Kyle out there. Totally forgot like his uh his last name. Um 
we're gonna say kyle from canada because that's the last thing i remember where he's from uh has a podcast with um another group of people called uh elite pov which is basically all aew stuff and they praise aew they talk about aew and if that is your thing if you want to listen to um praise aew praise and you know talking about the shows and stuff like that go uh <laughs> greg hold on <laughs> uh go and support um kyle and his people with elite pov um you know i just didn't like the fact that he had put this up and he agreed with it and then i came in and i just said as a general comment because i didn't want him to think that um it was it was a it was an attack on him because i said uh whenever there is an announcement and there's negativity that follows that announcement not every single negativity is um you know about not having fun it's about uh making sure that the person has a plan making sure that you know this is gonna this is gonna feel right you have all the guys you know locked in like you know it should not have been announced so early and it definitely should not have been in june i think that the AEW new japan pay-per-view should have been either in august or towards the holiday season where they would have made a lot more money for all the guys involved and then the marketing would have took off they would have had like us podcasters that would have talked about it we would have gave it buzz but it's right after excuse me it's right after double or nothing and that's overshadowing double or nothing and this is like the first time where aw hasn't really revealed the full card for double or nothing and excuse me while the damn phone rings All right. So like I was saying, um, not every negative comment, depending on where you look and what circles you hang out in, not every single negative comment, 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 sorry, comment, um, is about not having fun. It's about having a plan. It's about, you know, making sure you're executing it right. Because, you know, you still have to take into account that if you want to get some of the, 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 the new Japan guys over, you have to start working on those visas. And even if you, you know, give, I don't know, the Japanese government like hush money to make those visas go faster, you still have to make sure that they're able to get over here and shit like that. Like you don't review your hand unless like, you know, you got like maybe 80% locked in. Uh, the 20% can be like, yo, uh, new Japan strong. We need you to step in or something like that. Like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, this meme, like I really hate when this meme, uh, travels around because it just seems like AEW fans can't really fucking take, constructive criticism like i learned a long i learned a while ago that it's okay to uh criticize stuff that you love and now for greg's comment uh here's a blood pressure comment for you that cm punk match with dustin Rhodes is awful um see i didn't i didn't watch it because i knew it was gonna be horrible 
Um, man, I, I, I bet it was, man. Um, that really doesn't make my blood uh, pressure go. Um, it's just that, you know, by the way, while we're talking about CM Punk, we all want CM Punk versus Kenta. And you notice how CM Punk has been the most quiet in this whole AEW versus like New Japan, AEW X, New Japan pay-per-view. I don't understand why people on Twitter are giving CM Punk the time of day when this motherfucker keeps dodging people. He, he, he speaks out his ass when he knows he can and he can get away with it. But he has been super quiet about this pay-per-view. You know, like super fucking quiet. Um, and I don't understand why people are still fans of um why you know they're still fans of him. By the way, guys, you guys got three minutes until another ad starts. So if you guys want and you do not want your experience interrupted. Uh, please send over some uh, Twitch primes or uh, give some subs to the community. Um, if not, ads will start and that's totally okay. I'm just reminding you guys because uh, I am the sweetest uh, podcast, well, sweetest podcaster you know and streamer you know. I'm just letting you guys know because uh, I know you guys are enjoying my hot takes because you guys love my hot takes. Um, let me go back up here and like read some of this stuff. Um, let me answer Jersey Devil's um question. Oh no, yeah. Um August or beyond. SummerSlam is the end of July. Um All Out is September 4th. Full Gear is in November and Wrestle Kingdom's in January. Would it fit better in October or December? Yes. Definitely, man. Um, you know, October, yeah, definitely. At least with October, you you know what I would do? I would so try to bring in evil just so I could get a Halloween type of theme going on. And for one night only, just just get Bray Wyatt uh and have evil uh versus uh Bray Wyatt in the States in October. Like, man, this is why sometimes they you know, I really don't want to make this a gender thing, but like sometimes they might need a woman on to be like yo let's plan this whole shit out like give me a whiteboard uh give me some markers and i'll plan this whole thing out to make like the best fucking pay-per-view ever that makes sense you know um but yeah like august will work um you know october december um let me see is there anything else that's not taken up um like december would be nice you know um it would be similar, like, I wouldn't mind if December became, like, you know, I, that's why I miss Ring of Honor with the whole uh, Dishonor in December. Totally forgot what the fuck it is. Um, It's been so long. But yeah, um, October will work, December will work, August will work. Um, it's just that you gotta, he gotta realize that there's like best of the super juniors happening. There's the G1 happening. And then like, you know, you don't want to like overcrowd, overpack things. You want something to breathe so you can remember it and you can like live in the moment because wrestling is all about making moments. But AEW fans don't understand what that is anymore. I don't think they do. 
Um, Greg said, uh, but here's the thing. CM Punk is supposed to be working his way up to the title picture. They keep mentioning it during every match he has, but for some reason he struggles with every single match. <laughs> he struggled beating Dustin Rhodes. Um, <laughs> uh, Greg, uh, I, I never, I never asked you this question, but, um, you know, if you are a Marvel fan, um, if you ever saw, well, it's not really like a question, but I'm just saying, if you ever saw Old Man Logan, CM Punk is doing the Old Man Logan fucking storyline. <laughs> I, I figured that out in the beginning. Um, Jersey Devil says AEW fans can't take any criticism, let alone constructive criticism. Yes, I am. I'm here all the time trying to be constructive with the criticism. I'm not here just I'm not here just saying AEW sucks. No, AEW has problems. AEW has flaws. And this is how we fix it. Um, the same way that I would do with, with New Japan Pro Wrestling. If I knew, you know, how to fix certain things, you know, I, I would. Uh, and then yeah, AEW is all about instant gratification, and that's not cool. Um, okay, let me. What's the next one that I'm doing? Um. You know what? We're going to talk about. <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg, but like, <laughs> that's exactly what he's fucking doing. That's exactly what Punk is doing. And he's also running away from people. And I don't understand how. Fans still want this guy to wrestle Okada, wants to wrestle Naito, wants to wrestle Kenta. Like, bro, he's dodging fucking everybody. Osprey, he's dodging. He's been so fucking quiet. And it's like, this is, this is, this is supposed to be a really big deal, a really big show in your hometown. In your hometown. And you're going to get overshadowed by Jay White. And then we're going to hear that. We're going to get we're going to get we're going to hear that Jay White single-handedly sold out Madison Square Garden and that Jay White single-handedly sold out the United Center cuz I almost forgot where the fuck it is. Um yeah, so we're definitely going to get uh <laughs> it's so sad that Jay White is going to overshadow CM Punk and that's going to be a very glorious day. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I don't know why I said awesome. Thank you, Jersey Devil. Thank you for that. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um so yeah. Um I'm just waiting for the ads to to go away so that way everyone else who does not have a subscription can um you know hear me talk about this next topic. Um and then we got one more topic, and I think that's it, and I get to cover all my haters um and shit like that, because you know. Um, it's okay if they like hate on you, but if you hate on them, you know, you, you go straight to like Twitter jail and shit, you know? Um, and by the way, you notice how we're not talking about hangman anymore. And hangman is supposed to be 
our AEW champion. But yet then we barely fucking talk about the dude. All right, guys, I really want to thank you guys for continuing to stay here with me as like ads roll in and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like I said, the easiest way to get rid of ads and you could tell your friends um, the next time that I go live, the easiest way is to send me a Twitch Prime or gift subs to the community. Uh, so that way your experience does not get interrupted with my, um, uh, you know, my hot takes because you guys love my hot takes. Um yeah, see, like Hangman is very fucking forgettable. Um, and he's our AEW champion. It's like, bro, you can have all the amazing matches in the world, all the 60 minute matches and all of the, um, you know, hardcore matches, Texas death matches. But if you're not making any type of noise, anything else, doing anything else as a champion, then yeah, I'm not going to remember. Um, Anyway, let's talk about this. I know that Alfred is not, you know, the best wholesome uh, person there is on Twitter. Uh, he does tend to rile up a lot of people, but I actually like agreed and I understood what this what this tweet was. I understood what he was trying to do with the tweet and he actually like did it perfectly fine. Right. So hear me out. <coughs> And by the way, Alfred is not really liked by a lot of people, especially um, people in the same bubble that don't tend to want to like think for themselves or even ask them like, hey, you know, what, what's what's this really about? Um, so Alfred says, as expected, the AEW versus New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door announcement is news that will excite a lot of men who already watch the product. Myself, well, his his self included him included AEW serving its audience with an announcement like this but it but not growing it and then he goes and does uh videos and he explains his point um and then he talks about he further talks about uh the audience and the female viewers uh who watches new japan pro wrestling and you know he's not wrong um me as a as a female who loves new japan pro wrestling who has been dubbed uh, the professor of New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, he's not wrong. Um, I will tell you from uh, experience. Give me one second here. I got to I got to look up something uh, in order to put this into perspective uh, for you guys, um, which I know the whole entire Twitter universe is not really looking my way at the moment. But um, OK. Uh, give me one second. Okay, am I back? All right. Just had to uh, check on some stuff. Um, 
I can tell you from experience, right? Because, because you know, let's face it. I've, I've been watching wrestling ever since I was seven. I managed to, like, accomplish my dream and all that. But, like, no matter where I go, it's always been male-dominated. And that's not something that, you know, I care about. I really don't care about it. I meet the most coolest dudes in the wrestling space, unless like, you know, they're, they're assholes and they're idiots. And I just tend to stay away from them. Um, but I meet the most coolest people who are down to earth and who are willing to help you. Um, but I really don't care about the gender. I really don't. Um, I I've already accepted that it's a male dominated sport. There's nothing that I can really do except contribute my voice, uh, to it and, you know, just continue to do what I do, especially in the background and just hype up everyone else. Like I have no problem with, with that because I love doing something that everyone else loves doing. Right. So anyway, um, but for anchor anchor gives me the breakdown for, you know, who listens to my podcast episodes. So for male, I have a whopping 89% of male listening to my podcast episodes and for a good amount, it's all new Japan, um, episodes. Even when I had the AEW episodes, it was male oriented. Uh, when I talked about new Japan, uh, uh, sorry, when I talked about impact wrestling, it's all male oriented. Only recently has there been an increase of female listeners at 7%. Followed by not specific, not specified, I should say, not specified 3% and 1% for non-binary. So those are my numbers when it comes to who listens to my podcast episodes uh, in, in relation to Alfred's tweet. So Alfred is not wrong in what he says right so he says this everyone gets upset at him everyone retweets it and like says some shit because they're all going on emotion and feeling and they're not trying to challenge alfred me i'm not challenging alfred because i fucking agree <clears throat> that it really does feel like when the announcement was made that it just feels like it was made for tony khan and for the handful of people that are Tony Khan's personality type where they're going to enjoy this rather than trying to think about the bigger picture of like, all right, how can we get this to the masses? How can we make sure that everyone's included? Because you want new Japan pro wrestling to have more subscriptions, right? The more subscriptions that they have on new Japan world is a win for new Japan pro wrestling plus AEW. Cause AEW now has their library on new Japan world, which I still fucking hate because you know, it makes no sense. Instead of Tony Khan making his own, uh, subscription service or some type of service where people can watch, uh, the back catalog of AEW, um, he rather piggyback off of people who work the hardest and that's what he does. And I hate that. I don't like the fact that he piggybacks off of everybody else and not take responsibility and make something new, like how he's supposed to do it. Um, so as I tell you my numbers for this, Alfred is totally right when he says that the women population for, you know, watching new Japan pro wrestling in America is really low 
even though I think I might get hate for that, even though there there are a lot of women who retweeted that and was like, you know, I'm I, I'm a woman, I'm a female, I watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, you know, this and that. And it's like, that's great that you watch it. Um, but, you know, I don't really know where, where to go from this because uh, I do know that part of me feels wrong to sort of say that, like, I don't know. Now, now, now I'm just thinking. <laughs> um, it's the idea that, from my experience, I tweet about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Every time there is a show that's on, I tweet about New Japan Pro Wrestling the same way that people tweet about AEW Dark, AEW Dark Evolution, um, Dynamite, Rampage, you know, I tweet it as if like, you know, giving commentary. So, you know, at least they know that me, Marie Shadows watches New Japan Pro Wrestling. Here's my proof. There's a lot of women that I saw when they, re when I, when they retweeted this, I was like, I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know you. And if all the women that retweeted it could put that same energy into supporting a New Japan pro wrestling podcast like myself my numbers will be way much higher i think i'm trying to get to the point of i've had good experiences with men that will tell me hey i listen to your podcast because of the new japan pro wrestling um you know episodes i don't really get that much with females I really don't. I'm surprised that I have 7% as a, for a female audience. I'm surprised for that. But other than that, like, I don't get that same reaction. And this is what Alfred was trying to say is that like, you know, this is already for the men who already want it, the fans who already want it. And the fans kept talking about it ever since like they, uh, new Japan started to come onto the scene and stuff. And this is where it's bad to give into uh, people who want something so much. It's because it makes them selfish. Um, you know, in the end, it's not going to be really good because then their, their expectation is way too high. But Tony Khan is such. <laughs> um, Tony Khan is such um, a people pleaser that, um, you know, uh, Tony Khan is such a people pleaser that, you know, this is what happens. Um, you know, everyone who wants what they want, they're going to get what they want. Um, but I will say that his tweet really did um, help the algorithm uh, in this whole AEW and New Japan thing, because then it shows AEW that there are women out there that you know um that love new japan anyway and you know don't forget about them so he did a very good service of uplifting those voices even though they all yelled at him um you know sometimes you gotta like look and listen a little bit deeper on certain situations rather than just you know yelling at them um but yeah there was this that I wanted to talk about. I might not have gone too in depth into it, but that's just the like surface level of it. Um, it's not growing because um, 
it's still sticking to that male audience rather than thinking about the overall picture. And yes, Ravage, AEW has no forbidden door when his door is is open to everyone. Um, but yeah, I think there there was one big point that I wanted to make. I totally forgot what it was. Um, oh, also, I was thinking about this, too, is that the reason why I do not like this whole partnership thing with AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling is because of the automatic treatment that New Japan Pro Wrestlers get as soon as they go on to a onto AEW programming. There has to be a balance in partnerships, no matter what, where like, you know, um, there's just a balance between everything. Um, the way that he treats uh, New Japan uh, wrestlers is already the mindset that like AEW has to win no matter what. Even if he's going to deny that, like you can tell that, you know, most likely in, in this Forbidden Door pay-per-view, AEW is going to go over like, you know, now we're going to come to the last tweet wrong thing the last tweet to talk about and then that will be it um which is this and i got a lot of hate a lot of hate for this so much so that you know um the person who runs wrestle purists uh you know, said that he hates me. And I was like, yo, hate is a strong word when you don't know the person, when you don't want to get to know the person, when you don't want to talk with the person. And I'm like, dude, I don't even know who you are anyway. Um, until I had to go dig and look at, you know, who this person is. Um, but he eventually deleted it. My favorite comment in that thread about uh, hating me is that somebody said that somebody called Tama my boss. And um and I thought that was I thought that was really, really funny. Um that, you know, someone said that, you know, isn't that like her boss? I just want to say Twitter, thank you for informing me that somehow Tama Tonga is my boss. You know, maybe one day in the future, he ends up being my boss, which would be fucking fantastic. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll just cherish I'll cherish that amazing comment that Tom is my boss. <laughs> uh, Greg says, not sure why New Japan would sign up for this. It does very little to help them. The only reason why New Japan signed up for this is because Obari is in the business of making dream matches. Um, Obari is the new president of New Japan Pro Wrestling. The other one uh, resigned, so he's no longer there. So Obari has this vision of creating dream matches because that's, that's what he grew up in. That's what he fell in love with. That's why we got uh, New Japan X Noah. Uh, even though that really didn't do too well. And, you know, judging from, from that... We might have like a repeat for the AEW and uh, New Japan thing. Uh, so, yeah, um, you know, that's the only reason why New Japan did this uh, is because he's in the business of making dream matches. And Tony Khan is all about, you know, uh, making sure that his guys go over. 
Um, but like I said, this is the last thing I'm going to talk about. And then uh, that's it uh, for me. But let's talk about this because this got me so much hate. Um, uh, see, the New Japan X Noah thing uh, happened right after Wrestle Kingdom. So it was part of Wrestle Kingdom. So it was it was in January because uh, Wrestle Kingdom's in January. So Wrestle Kingdom happened night one, night two, and like night three was basically uh, New Japan uh, X Noah. You could you could see it if you um, have the New Japan World um, subscription. Um, it was advertised, but not like advertised to the american fans in a way you know you like you you have to just pay attention um like i said it it, it wasn't it was an okay it was an okay pay-per-view i didn't i didn't really review it because i the the guys they have in in noah um i don't really know too much and i don't really want to like review something that i don't know too much knowledge about um, all right, so let's let's break down my tweet here, right? Because people fucking hated this shit. Um, AEW fans love the no build 16 match formulas, which is true. You have AEW Dark, Dark Evelation, and that's about it. Dark was very good in the beginning in 2019, where I enjoyed what Dark was doing. However, as the as uh, the weeks went on, um, I guess for the sake of the, the phrase years went on um they started putting like 16 matches 20 matches and i'm like yo i can't sit through all this review it and i used to review dark on like a consistent basis um and stuff like that but um you know i couldn't do it anymore and i'm like yo if you want the 16 match build up well, actually, no build-up. Just go to your local indies. Like, you can watch 16 matches with, like, no build-up. Maybe in that whole entire card, you have, like, two matches that have, like, stories in it. And people get upset at me for pointing out the fucking obvious. It's like, no. Get up. Go out. Go support your local indies. And um, basically, like, you know, go support them and get... I can't say desensitized. I don't know. Um, you know... And come back and like actually want to watch a show for television. Um, they'll praise AEWX New Japan and not think. Um, so yeah, everybody will praise it and um exactly greg gets it it's true tv time should equal stories and matches not just no build cards because when you're on national television ladies and gentlemen you need to keep the audience there i said this so many times nobody fucking wants to listen to me where if this was like hbo Imagine if like the hottest new show came out and they introduce you to the main character and week one, you get um, you get introduced to the main character. Week two, the main character is there. But week three, four, five and six, the main character disappears. And then uh, let's say week nine, the main character shows up. How would you feel? 
You have to think of professional wrestling on national television, yes, as a soap opera. If you are so anti-WWE because of, like, what WWE has been doing, then, you know, either take a break from wrestling, go find a new hobby or something. If you're not willing to try to understand a different perspective as to why being on national television, you need that combination of stories and matches and like backstage segments and a whole balance. It can't just be match at the match at the match. They could get away with it on YouTube because no one really watches YouTube like that. No one is going to go back on YouTube to watch the DVR version of like dark episode I don't know, like 56 or whatever, like to just, you know, prove the point and stuff like that. Um, again, if I'm off base with any of this stuff, like, please let me know in the, in, in the chat. Um, this is a, this Twitch channel and this podcast is, you know, about talking these things out rather than like, you know, yelling at people because, you know, you want to get into your feelings because someone is bursting that bubble of you having fun. Again, it's not about you not having fun. It's about you, you know, being realistic, you understanding the business side of things rather than thinking that, you know, let's go on with this tweet. Number one, it's going to be rushed. It's going to be in June right after double or nothing. You know, we're, we're, in New Japan Pro Wrestling right now, we are heading to uh, May 1st. May 1st is uh, Dantaku. Uh, right now, we just finished uh, the Golden Fight Series. Um, I don't think we have anything else until May 1st. Uh, so, yeah, I think today was the end of Golden Fight Series. May 1st is Dantaku. Dantaku is another um, important... I guess mini pay-per-view for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And this is where like most of the titles are gonna be on the line. After this, we move on to Best of the Super Juniors. Um, and then in July, we have the G1. Uh, heading back to America, we have uh, Double or Nothing, which is in May. And then all of a sudden we have the Forbidden Door uh, pay-per-view, which is in June. That is such a clusterfuck where it's not breathable. It's not breathable at all. You know, it would have been nice if uh, the pay-per-view was a little bit, you know, closer to like the end of the summer and maybe towards, you know, October or December, something where we can all cherish in the moment and live in the moment. But of course, selfishness just happens and it's like, bam, we're going to give it to you guys right here rather than thinking things through. Because again, like I said earlier, you got to make sure that the visas um, all work. You got to make sure that you're able to get Okada over here, Naito over here, maybe Hiromu over here. You know, no one's asking for Tiger Mask. No one's asking for Master Wado. No one's asking for Taguchi. No one's asking for, you know, Hanma. Um, no one's asking for Makabe. Uh, let's see. Uh, who else no one's asking for? No one's asking for Yoshihashi and Goto. Uh, but everyone wants Okada, Tanahashi, uh, Ishii, uh, Naito. They want like the main stars. But like, if you want to get New Japan, you get the main stars. But then you also add in like Yoshihashi and Goto, which not many, not many people remember. Um, that's why I don't like the fantasy booking. Oh, and by the way, I read a thread that I totally disagree with. So apparently, um, Uncle Dave was talking about how like Daniel Bryan could like face Okada. Like, I don't know what the fucking story was, 
Um, but then people were like, they can they can see Daniel Bryan taking the belt off of Okada, taking the IWGP belt off of Okada during this pay-per-view. First of all, this is how I know they are not New Japan fans. This is how they this is how I know they don't know the business side of New Japan and they don't know nothing about New Japan. That IWGP belt, I, I'm sorry, I should say championship, not belt. Um, I need I need the Miz. I need that I need that call out for um that 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 the Miz did to, to Cody Rhodes whenever I do that shit. The IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title will not leave Japan because that is their moneymaker. That is the is the thing that sells the tickets over in Japan. If that belt comes over here, that's not a very good look. The only reason why it would ever be on the shoulder of someone else over here in the States is because maybe they have a shutdown and they don't have wrestling for a while, but they still got media, so they got to show it somewhere. It's like the reason why Osprey had to give up the title belt, even though he had um, the neck injury, is, is the same neck injury that uh, Big E has. Uh, the moment that Osprey decided to go home to, to England... Uh, New Japan couldn't have that. So New Japan automatically stripped them because again, that is their moneymaker over in Japan. And for people that don't understand that, you know, I can tell that they're not New Japan fans and they don't listen to me when I talk about New Japan. Um, and it might sound like I'm angry at them. I'm not angry at them. I'm just disappointed and, and frustrated that they'll stay in their own bubble rather than asking the experts like myself. Anyway, um, which this is probably not making me likable anyway, but you know, I'm not here, uh, on this earth to, to be likable. Um, you can like me, you can hate me, whatever. Cool. Anyway, um, it does not make sense to put the IWGP belt on Daniel Bryan and take it off of Okada. Why would that be a thing? If that happens, then th that this is going to be a very stupid pay-per-view and, that would have been a very wrong decision. And also, I kind of feel that because it's on home turf here, that this is a cop out for uh, Daniel Bryan to get this thing off his bucket list rather than Tony Khan shipping him out to the G1 and having Daniel Bryan prove himself in the G1. Could have fucking did that shit. But, you know, they're not doing that. So, yeah, if you ever wonder why... The title belt will not change hands to have an, uh, an American hold it over here. It's because that IWGP belt brings in the money over there in, in Japan. It is different uh, here in America when it comes to our title belts. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just wish that my voice can break through all those people. I really do. I really wish they could break through all those people so that way they can stop having <clears throat> excuse me stop um you know saying ridiculous things and yet then i get yelled at for a properly good tweet all right so number two mainly tag matches maybe three singles i'm not sure if anyone uh watched uh today's episode of uh, new japan pro wrestling but um you know um all of it was tag matches Tag matches, multi-man matches, and we had the one singles match between Taichi versus uh, Shingo 
for um you know uh the the king of pro wrestling trophy which i don't care about i'm gonna say it here the king of pro wrestling trophy is the equivalent to the 24 7 title just because i you know okada made it like you know it has no value if yano didn't hold it for for the amount that he did um you know it wouldn't it'd probably be a serious thing but i don't take it serious but yeah uh, big super shows like this is definitely going to have like a lot of uh, multi-man matches, uh, tag matches. And I saw that for Wednesday, they're preparing you guys because they're having a 10-man tag, which has the Young Bucks with Red Dragon taking on fucking young guys, which I'm probably just going to call from that, um, which makes no sense for them to have it. It's just going to be a squash match. Like, if I was these young guys, I would just be like, yo, I'm not losing to these guys at all. Like, no, that makes no sense. Um, but yeah, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling does a lot of tag matches. However, um, once we pass the opening matches and we get to, like, this, I don't want to say the second opening match, but, like, after we pass the opening matches, most of those tag matches, each of them have a interwoven story that they they all like progress in those multi-man matches and that makes sense um so that's why they have a lot of tag matches the tag matches and multi-man matches are there to give everyone um enough uh ring time uh tv time uh new japan world time whatever you want to call it but it gives everybody a chance to um have some time in there however there needs to be a balance um, if this pay-per-view is just going to be a bunch of, uh, single matches, uh, then we're going to be here to like one in the morning. Um, number three, are you going to remember it years later? That's the thing because everything is, uh, happening all at once. Are you really going to remember it like three years from now, five years from now? Um, are we still going to be talking about it? Um, you know, are we still going to be the same way that we talk about Okada versus Kenny Omega? Are we still going to be talking about this the same way as that? Like you really got to build up, um, super shows like this, especially when you have, um, new Japan who has a rich, uh, rich, um, history, AEW that's getting a history, you know, like, are you going to remember it? Which I'm not wrong for asking. Uh, number four. Not building the fan base, the fan base appropriately. So somebody was like, I don't understand what this means. This means that you introduce the audience. Like you introduce your AEW audience. And when I say the AEW audience, I mean the one in America. Japan don't really care in a sense. They care, but it's not like here, you know. Um, so the fan base here in AEW, um, how can I say this? Not building the fan base appropriately. Okay. Every time there is a new Japan star on AEW, they do not get the best treatment as if they were an AEW, uh, wrestler. And if they are best friends with Tony Khan. And that's already stuck in the mind of AEW, uh, of the AEW fans. And they will 
put over AEW guys and WWE and XWWE guys over New Japan guys because from the beginning, AEW has told the fans that New Japan doesn't mean shit while still trying to have this thing of yeah new japan is great guys new japan is awesome it's it's a new japan star but yet then they're fucking losing like suzuki you made suzuki television champion but then he was a transitional champion for samoa joe when he could have been a bigger champion held the belt for a little bit longer and before he went back to japan you know probably could have dropped it or take the belt to Japan and promote it over there and be like, yeah, I'm one of AEW Ring of Honor champions. And that would get everybody excited. But no, um, Suzuki had to drop to it. Um, let's see. We had Lance Archer versus uh, Hikaleo, the young gun uh, for the United States uh, championship title. Um, they could have did a transition there where like Hikaleo could have been a champion and then that could have played into uh, Hikaleo's story of him still feeling conflicted at the fact that his brothers are out of fucking um, Bullet Club. You know, it could have played into a lot of factors. But no, we got Lance Archer defeating Hikaleo in the Texas death match um, for, um, you know, Lance Archer to retain the, the title at that time. Um, again, Ishii, oh my God, Ishii, <laughs> hold on, Ishii fought Adam Cole for a qualifier match in the Owen Hart tournament, right? So, in a perfect world, Adam Cole cannot be Ishii. I don't care who says that he can. In a perfect world, in a realistic world, Adam Cole cannot be Ishii. What I do not like is that they are still running the same fucking bits that they do in New Japan Pro Wrestling whenever it comes to Ishii versus Jay White. As much as I love Ishii versus, versus Jay White because they have a very unique chemistry together in the ring, especially when it's a, when it's a, um, uh, a New Japan ring, there's just something special about their chemistry. Um, so Jay White runs down... <laughs> Throws a young boy into the fucking steps. Ishii sees this. Here comes Adam Cole with a fucking low blow. And one, two, three, right? I think that's how it ended. Um, and that's how Adam Cole advances. Well, guess what you fucking did? You, again, you shitted on New Japan. The more times that the New Japan wrestlers come over to AEW, the more times they get shitted on, the more times that they get looked over and passed on. Uh, that's how you're not building the fan base appropriately because AEW fans already have it in their head that New Japan is shit if they're not Okada, Tanahashi, Naito, and that's about it. Because no one, no one throws Hiromu in this conversation. No one throws, um, I don't know who else, but if they're not Okada, Tanahashi, or Naito, they are shit. And that's how the that's how it's always been built up. Um, and that's because of like who talks about New Japan and how they talk about it. 
Um, so you're not building the fan base appropriately by shitting on the on the New Japan wrestlers. And I will protect the New Japan wrestlers as much as I fucking can because they deserve so much better than the way that they've been portrayed on AEW. Um, and people think that it's a great partnership and everything. And it's like that magician that says, hey, you know, watch this hand while the one that's behind the back is doing all the shady fucking shit. Um, but yeah, that's how you're not growing the fan base appropriately because no one knows who these uh, New Japan wrestlers are. There's no um vignettes there's no like interviews there's no like pre-taped sit downs and shit like that like no and then number five what about double or nothing double or nothing is getting overshadowed by this pay-per-view and nobody wants to admit it everyone moved on no one talks no one's talking about double or nothing um no one like no one really cares, cares about Double or Nothing. No one's asking about, hey, why haven't we built up the card for Double or Nothing? What are we going to do? It's going to be a bunch of random ass matches on Double or Nothing. Um, and Double or Nothing to me, it should be their WrestleMania. So, like I said, Double or Nothing should be their WrestleMania. Um... And Ravage brings up a good point saying this is why WWE don't really do business with other companies because it's always going to be one-sided. It's always going to be egos are colliding. I do believe, though, I believe that Obari has a very good heart. He looks like a very good man, a very honest man, um, somebody that would tell you like it is and definitely give you that like business um etiquette when need to and i know that he's doing this because of like dream matches and stuff like that i trust obari i don't trust tony khan i really don't um so this is going to conclude my podcast episode um i only wanted to get on here to just talk about all the hate that I have gotten over the past couple of days while, um, you know, recovering, uh, which is all good. Um, I just think that, you know, those same people that showed me all that hate would have been here so that they could hear me out and hear me talk about professional wrestling. Um, and the way that I break it down and, you know, um, basically I'm not here to always shit on AEW. I'm not here to always, uh criticize aew i'm here to criticize but i'm also here to be like here this is how we can improve aew this is how we can fix aew but everyone is so into their fucking feels that they want to yell at people and be hateful and not realize that there's a passion that lies within someone's heart because they know that it is the alternative, but with the shady shit that happens, you know, a lot of people are starting to realize that maybe this isn't it, but the vocal people who are like, no, AEW is everything. It's not. There's other things out there. I can teach you about New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is the first time that I feel like I might have to gatekeep something that I love because of idiots. I'm sorry. Because of people who just say the weirdest things without, you know, asking somebody, hey, do you think this is a good idea? Hey, do you think that 
you know, um, or even ask me the question of like, hey, do you think that they will ever crown, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan as as champion for New Japan? And I'll be like, well, if he's on New Japan turf, sure. But if he's on American Soil, no. The only reason why the United States, the IWGP United States Championship title gets um, a American um, holder is because it's the United States Championship title. That's a title that New Japan doesn't really care about. Uh, New Japan cares about the IWGP title, uh, their heavyweight title, well, the IWGP heavyweight title, the never overweight championship titles, and um, that's it. Because they did away with the fucking IC title. But they don't really care about the US title. So that could go to anybody and anyone. So that really doesn't matter. If you want to try to bring that up as an argument. Um, but yeah. Nobody really wants to have a conversation. And this is why I do these live streams. Uh, because everyone that gave me hate. Don't want to come over here and hear it out. Um, which is all good. You guys get to hear it. It gets to be recorded. Everyone gets to hear it on their favorite platforms. And stuff like that. All right, guys, I, I know I'm usually a lot more fun, but I wanted this to be business and straight to the point. Um, those are all the stuff I want to talk about anyway. I do want to thank everybody for stopping by, um, especially for the spike in viewers, but they didn't want to stick around. But it's all good, man. All love. Uh, so shout out to Ravage, Greg, Vortex, um, Jersey Devil. Um, who else was in here? Oh, um, Aussie Lucian was in here. Uh, Ronan was in here. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for stopping by the, uh, the chat chatting with me. <coughs> I'm still recovering. Uh, it's all good. Um, I feel way better than, than, uh, the past couple of days. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm probably going to play us out. I'll do it next time. I won't, I, I won't play us out to, to Cody. Um, but yeah, uh, I really appreciate you guys listening to me talking about all these haters and stuff like that. It's all good. Um, all right. If you want to find me, uh, you could definitely, um, you could definitely find me on Twitter at Marie underscore shadows to, uh, read what I'm doing see what I'm doing and know when I go live next. Uh, you can also uh, hit that follow button right here on twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows. Now that I am affiliate, I do have ads. So what that means is that for you not to have your um, experience interrupted, by all means, let me get that Twitch prime or give some subs to the community to not have that experience interrupted. Head over to uh, www.ko-fi.com forward slash Marie underscore shadows to help out the channel in any way you can. A small donation is encouraged. Um, and then you can also, uh, you know, let people know where this is at. Uh, for all of my audio listeners, this will be on anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast. You can catch this on youtube.com forward slash square circle podcast and then Spotify will have the video up and yeah, um, I'm going to run a set of ads and ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to an episode of the square circle podcast. I am your host, Marie shadows, and I'll see you guys on the next one.